0: Welcome to Bat Therapy: The Psychology of Batman, Superheroes, and Other Comic Book Characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman comics and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and comic enthusiast and nerd aficionado Keaton Hopkins. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. So we are on our last, our last episode of the season. I've loved this season
1: season. finale. If it were an episode of Supernatural, we'd be playing carry on my wayward son, right?
0: It's true. (laughs) <laughs> and we of course are hitting on what if because how do you talk about alternate universes and yeah. else worlds and all this stuff without hitting on at least one of the marvel shows i mean we had to do loki or what if
1: right right yeah and it, yeah i think this is the perfect way to wrap a season where we talk about else worlds it's a show that is specifically oriented towards Else worlds. Like, and yep. I I also love that like even the episode names is like what if dot 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 boom. And it's like, ooh, what if that? Like I really like the way yeah. that it's segmented. And what's even funnier is they still ended up combining the plot lines, which I'm still oh, yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure if, <laughs> if I liked. Or or not, but I thought it was they funny. They just couldn't like, help themselves, right? They couldn't help themselves. They're like, oh, fine, bring them all together. We still need this to be the Avengers somehow. Like, <laughs>
0: fine. I'm, I'm with you. I was perfectly happy with the separate episodes yeah. and just toying with a, a change. Because as we've been talking about this season, this is like one of my favorite things to read. Is okay, so we're you know we've got some sort of alternate reality, and what are all the cool little easter eggy changes that you see yeah
1: um yeah it's it's i i really like the idea of just an anthology and they're all yeah. one-off episodes i'm really interested in seeing what they do with the second season because the first season had so many good episodes i was like wow this is yeah <laughs> This is really interesting, of course. I wasn't expecting the zombie episode, but I'm like, yeah, I guess Marvel Zombies is a thing. I just didn't think they'd bring it in so soon, honestly. Everybody's got
0: to do freaking zombies.
1: Yeah. So, So I have to ask, out of all these episodes, which do
2: you have a favorite? Do I have a favorite? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I I I do I like the one where
0: all of the Avengers are getting killed off. Because I I like myself a mystery, murder mysteries are just kind of my thing. Oh, yeah,
1: that was a good one. yeah, that was good.
0: So, I think I might have to say that one because you're you're wondering who done it kind of situation.
1: That one was really good, and the thing I I really liked about it was the the big what if it was um, it was all about uh, Hank Pym just being yes. angry about the loss of uh, the loss of his wife, and it was so cool the way that they did it because I was like, "Okay, how is this happening? The Hulk just exploded! Like, what is going on?" <laughs> I
0: right, know it's uh, this whole right wait. Now? How are they killing off unkillable things? What? Yeah, it. That, and that's the thing I love is is how much these what ifs and changing things, how much it can completely turn things on their head.
1: Yeah. I also love that like <laughs> like Loki is still like he's still himself, but he does clearly love Thor. Like I love that no matter what the <laughs> what what happens in, in no matter what universe, Loki is still like, I mean, Thor's my brother, and I'm gonna rough him up, but He's still my brother and I can't stand him, but I love him. Like it's like it's like a recurring theme. He's like, yeah. hey, I'm to kill my brother. I'm here to take over your planet. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> So I feel like this I feel like what if the the show is what happens in your brain all the time. Yes. Because whenever, whenever we come out of a mindful nerd moment, you describe kind of where your brain goes in a way that these episodes do, where it's, you have this one question and all of a sudden you create this entire timeline and this whole depiction of this tiny little change.
1: Oh yeah. It's like if, yeah, if, if chaos theory was a person, I think that, (laughs) yeah, I think my, my mind would definitely match it because I'm constantly thinking about these kind of scenarios and and i i really did appreciate it because I but what this show what this show did i will say is none of these scenarios were things that i thought about before mm. like i thought about the zombies episode because there's this series of uh books that i um that i read called x heroes and it's basically about superheroes these this team of superheroes dealing with the zombie apocalypse so i thought oh. about that before but i never like thought about what if captain carter got the serum oh my god i loved it i love that that I'm,
0: that i almost said that was my favorite
1: i it's one of my favorites simply because of the hydra stomper armor i really <laughs> loved that <It's laughs> i was so all good. about that it's such a good name um but yeah like i none of the scenarios were things i thought of before and yeah i did love that um the what if the that third episode what if the world lost its mightiest heroes how mm-hmm. um it was like yeah i love murder mysteries are um are a lot of fun and it was just really cool because one thing that's fun about nick fury is he never loses his focus like Nick mm. Fury is is and it's it's something to be admired to a point,
2: but he <laughs> never loses his
1: focus. Like all of these Avengers bite it, and immediately at the end, he's like, "Well, time to find more heroes." Yep, right?
0: yep, he, yep. Like, he doesn't even yeah. blink. I know. He's
1: like, Where's my beeper? Where's my '90s beeper? So I can call Captain <laughs> Marvel back to Earth and find. Which C-Rod hey, she'll project. actually
0: come because we don't have any other superheroes anymore. So right. it all worked out it
1: all worked out it was perfect he's like well all right and loki might be taking over the earth now but you know what it's fine it's gonna be great
2: (laughs) so uh
0: what i really like so you were talking about this is an anthology which i think in some ways can make it kind of hard to to talk about in in the way we normally talk about things uh you know connecting to the psychology and stuff but i actually feel like the the major themes of the anthology are so interesting. It, it, it connects so much to psychology and mental health. And I find it so interesting because of the, well, there are a few things that stood out to me. Um, one of them was just, so you've mentioned that you do it. And there are a lot of people who think about, well, what if, what if mm-hmm. this had happened instead, or what if that had happened instead? And just the idea of how many things in life are interconnected. Mm -hmm. in such a way that if life is going well, you might say, well, all of that stuff that went bad in the past is okay because it led to X, Y, or Z.
2: Yes. But
0: on the flip side, if life is in a really tough spot, you might look and say, if only this stuff in the past had been slightly different, and sometimes it's almost impossible to overcome those little things in the past that you see as ending you up where you are
2: now.
1: Oh my gosh. I deal with that all the time. Like the number of times where I want to think about my past and get uh, mm-hmm. like really sad. And then I've realized, Hey, but if all of that hadn't happened, I would have yep. never met my wife or if all of that mm-hmm. had happened. I would have never had my children. And then I'm suddenly fine with it.
2: Yep. It's, mm-hmm.
1: it's so interesting. And, but, but like you said, it doesn't feel that way until you have something that's like, yes, nice. This is cool. Yeah. Uh, and and it's like, you just, it's kind of like this waiting game where I hope things get better, but you know, sometimes mm-hmm. there's things that happen and it's like, okay, it doesn't really matter. This sucks. Right. Like, it, yeah, it's like, it <laughs> there's, there's some things where it's like, okay, yeah, this will, and and there's always the person that says it, I feel, like, way too early. Like, everything happens for a reason.
2: It'll oh, be yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it'll, oh, my God. That It's, like, worse timing. Don't say that until things are better.
0: <laughs> and then wait.
1: And then wait. Still wait. wait just right. to give don't yourself brag. an extra cushion. Like, don't brag <laughs> about it, right? Like, even when things, like, oh, like, yeah, my dog died, but then he hit the lottery. And then as you as you're holding the check, they come up and say, see, you would have never hit the lottery had your dog survived. It's like, wow. No, I don't want to. I well, still I, wish I had my
2: dog back.
0: <laughs> you know, it, it's a really good point where a lot of people in, in recovery, whether it's mental health, substances, et cetera, a lot of times we'll talk about an appreciation for the struggles they've been through. And that doesn't necessarily, yeah. some people they might say, yeah, I'm glad I went through it. But for some people, this is, that doesn't mean they're like, oh yeah, I'm so glad I went through it. But like right. we're talking about, um, it leads to this other point for ourselves. Uh, but you're so right in that, that's a really complicated and lengthy process mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And so Timing is everything when you're trying to, I think, help a person be able to realize the growth and appreciate the whole process instead of getting stuck on a moment in time. Yeah. Um, but it's really tricky, and like you said, a lot of times you you have to hold the hope or hold the faith to get to that later point where you can look back and say, "Okay, there were struggles. They were hard. I didn't love them, and right. yet here I am." Um, and I was actually I was talking to some mental health providers the other day. Um, it was actually uh, it was a really cool thing. Um, so we've been working on stigma stuff, and um, so essentially it was mental health providers talking about their own mental health experiences because sometimes we see it as an us them. You've got the treatment providers and then the people who have the diagnoses, and that's not how it is. And so They were one of them, you know, was actually sharing about how important it is for us to hold the faith or hold the hope for someone while they're going through this these transitions in that process, because it's so hard when you're in the thick of things to think I might get to a point where I look back and I'm okay with this. Yeah. But yeah, Uh, that's one of that's one of the things that this anthology that it makes me think about.
1: Yeah. And and another thing too is when you look at these scenarios, what's funny is every single episode is set up in this way like, hey, this is the point where everything went bad. Right. Mm. And that's not how it actually works because so many times, even in these episodes, it's like, yeah, that first thing right there was or different, but at the same time, there's so there were so many other things that caused that yeah. to happen as well it wasn't just oh this one thing like it reminds me of back in like remember all the memes about how horrible 2016 was and all the crazy things that happened and it you know 2016 was a rough year it was a rough year <laughs> and all along though nobody had any idea that 2020 was coming right like they yeah. had no idea oh, but yeah. back in 2016 they were just like oh god this this guy's running for president and oh my god he just won and and where did it all go wrong and people go all and and all the theories those like man the moment that they shot harambe everything mm. just everything just went to hell or oh wow the moment that particle collider went off track it knocked us into another reality like there were so many different <laughs> things there but i'm like all of those things are completely separate Like i don't think any of them are related it's just when you combine them it's like wow this is this is not good oh man
0: you want to you want to hear one of my neurotic things what uh you made me think of it just now so i i'm higher on the neurotic end of you know i i'm a worrier (laughs) and i I just can hone it i can hone it for myself pretty well but you know you're driving down the street and you just kind of it flashes in your mind like what if you got in an accident right now or you know you just for some of us not everybody's but some of us kind of have these flashes of oh what if this really bad thing could have happened just now or and and part of me goes oh man is that is that me in a multiverse you know like is this one of the alternate realities for me is this one of the splits (laughs) wouldn't that be so interesting if all of that anxiety stuff instead of it you know just being annoying symptoms and things you got to work through it's it's literally you peeking into one of those alternate realities
1: (laughs) and it's one of those things it's hard to not focus on it's so Mm, hard to not focus on and it it because I am also that way and it 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 does go for me it will go to a fault like for example I still have not stepped foot on a roller coaster and I probably never will oh. just because I'm like I I look at it as one of these things like okay what is it designed to do outside of scare you it's just only like that's all it mm. does it just terrifies you I'm like okay, so it gets I'm not my fan heart, either it gets my heart racing um it makes my testicles feels like they're inside my chest when they <laughs> drop. <laughs> when it drops, and okay, so what am I supposed to get out of this besides not enjoyment? I'm confused. So, I'm so confused.
0: some people <laughs> really like that feeling. I'm not one of them either, for the record. Yeah. But
2: some people really love that feeling, and who does that them. feeling? And yeah. kudos
1: to them. But it's always funny because, like, will whenever I go to like an amusement park with uh friends, it it ends up being this thing where they're like, "We're gonna ride." this roller coaster Mm -hmm. and look how terrifying it is and we're gonna wait in line for two hours to ride it and i'm like okay (laughs) i'll be waiting over at that beer stand there you go for two hours i'll see you soon yeah i
0: really only did the water
1: rides (laughs) yeah the water rides are great i've always loved the 3d simulators where i know this isn't I know I'm I'm in no danger right now. This is great. Like there's <laughs> everyone mis-
0: listening's like, oh, you guys are wusses. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yes, yes we Absolutely. are. I'm proud. That's why I read comic
1: books. I take myself away <laughs> from it. If I had Batman's grapple grapple gun, I wouldn't use it. I would I would put it in a case. I'm not swinging from a skyscraper. What is wrong with you? Okay,
0: so I would use it, but in the saddest way possible. I would use it with like a two-story building. Yeah,
1: there we go. I would, you know what? I would, how about a st- the ceiling of a one-story building?
0: There you go. Yeah, I could do that. Right I could do that. No,
1: but yeah, I am, yeah, I am Uh, the, yeah, I can definitely be that way. And it's one of those things where it, I wouldn't necessarily call it pessimistic because I don't go through life thinking the worst thing is gonna mm-hmm. happen but I do think about what is the worst thing that could happen
0: yeah yep.
1: right like I do constantly think about that and I think in this day and age it gets it gets like it can be so much worse for you because for example mm-hmm. I mean if I go into a public place I'm like looking around because There's so many things like mass shootings that happen and terrorism and things like that that just constantly happens. It's like, how do you not think about Mm -hmm. that? And but you also have to make sure not to worry yourself to the point there where that like you don't even enjoy yourself. Like, okay, I'm gonna go this I'm gonna go to this food festival this weekend and it's gonna be great. And it's like, oh, but what if there's this thing that happens? What if something horrible happens? It's like you you have to make sure to not tread that line so hard that you just don't enjoy anything, right? And um, and
0: you're hitting the nail on the head with a lot of anxiety, especially if people have some sort of trauma where they've gone through one of those worst-case scenarios. Yeah. And I I couldn't say it better myself where we we can we can never be 100% safe. Yeah. You I mean, you can lower the probability of certain things happening, but then you might, you're probably increasing the probability of other things happening. So I don't, I never leave my house. Okay, well, the odds decrease uh, in terms of a mass shooting out in public, Um, but there's a lot of bad things that can happen in your house and a lot of bad things that can happen if you say don't move around enough because you essentially trap yourself in your own house. Um, And so there's always risk in life. What's worth the risk? And and you're right. It's tough because we were talking about the, man, you could look back and regret things and wish they were different. Um, If certain good things happen in life, we stop questioning those things as much, but it's hard. It's hard to know when is it worth pressing through, taking the risks and realizing life is chaotic to a certain extent. You can't we try and see it as a super black and white predictable thing, and it's just not. It's going to yeah. throw curveballs at you every which way. So how do you get through it as, as best you can?
1: Honestly, and it, how to get through it, You just I, I, I think that one of the big things is just to... Part of it is doing what you need to do to make yourself feel safe. Like mm-hmm. I think there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. It's like how we were talking about uh, how we were talking about um, roller coasters, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have friends that I have friends that ride roller coasters. I have friends that, friends that love roller coasters, and they're completely okay with me. Yep, not riding roller coasters. Well, mm-hmm. some of some of them are. You know who you are. <laughs> Thank you to you. Thank you to only the people <laughs> that are fine with me being happy on the ground, but. The
0: rest of you. <laughs> so so here's what I will say. <laughs> yes and Okay. So and actually a big part of the work I do with folks is I, I tend to work with people who their mental health has gotten to a point where it is every day affecting their ability to function in a quote unquote normal way. Being able to do the basic things in life to to get through and to be able to enjoy it even. And so it's a constant balance between, absolutely, you you can't be fighting the good fight and putting yourself in a bunch of uncomfortable situations and pushing yourself to, to limit all of the time. Um, so yes, what are things that you can do to essentially help yourself feel comfortable, safe, et cetera? And be careful of safety behaviors because what you can do is you can end up making yourself gradually less and less able to be comfortable with things. So for example, like overcorrecting. Overcorrecting exactly. So there's a difference between I don't like roller coasters, so I hang out with my friends, they do this, I do these other things and it up versus I hate roller coasters to the point where um I won't even take that exit off of the highway cuz I know that there's a, a there are roller coasters down that way. And that's oh, wow. that I'm sure that sounds pretty extreme. But if if something worries you to a a large enough extent, it can get pretty bad. Especially if you've had
1: a bad experience.
0: Especially if you've had a bad experience. And so, um, yes, it's about how, how can I make myself comfortable, but it's also how do I not paint myself into a corner, essentially.
1: Yeah. And honestly it kind of and I think the way to get around that is like I I think it's like you said I think it's kind of it it takes a lot of self-awareness. Oh yeah. Um I think it takes a lot of self-awareness and honestly who if if there's someone with with you in this a lot of communication. Um
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Which
1: which makes me think about another uh what if episode. The what if T'Challa became Star-Lord mm. they could easily oh my they god. could e- they could easily call that episode what if Star-Lord was a mature and good communicator because
0: like, <laughs> oh like, my god i just love how <laughs> Thanos is like yeah i just decided not to do that <laughs>
1: yeah, he's like he made me he made me see a better way he just he just <laughs> talked to me like everyone like Star-Lord is just this he's like the Star-Lord is just this best person ever <laughs> that one's probably that one's probably my favorite episode cuz it's just like, "Oh, how did how, how did you do that?" It's like, "Oh, well, I just um I just talked to him. I just talked yes, to him yeah. and it went it went well. And like everyone, but like he's just beloved all around mm-hmm. and it's because honestly, it just seems like he is a great fighter and he's still a badass and he's still cool and all, but people love him because of how well he just kind of breaks things down and communicates with people and he's not abrasive and it it kind of makes me I was honestly watching it and I was like you know make a good therapist I think (laughs) like like that was that was my that was my first I was like I feel like he would make a good therapist like this is really like he's just like the fact, like when when Thanos was like, you know, my idea is good, but I guess his was better. Like he <laughs> he just simply talked to him, like, hey, listen, what if, right? And and, yep. and 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 but that's what I love about it because sometimes the big what if is someone getting you to see a different scenario. Like, hey, yeah. I know you're seeing this negative thought, but what mm-hmm. if? it could be better,
2: yep.
1: right? Because it's so easy to focus on the negative, but it's sometimes difficult like, hey, but what if this could be great? What if this could be the best thing ever? What if this could be the best trip ever instead of me being completely terrified to get on an airplane or completely afraid to be in this crowd of people about to get on that train? What if this could be, best moment and a highlight of my life.
0: And that, that is key. So especially if you've had bad experiences in the past, especially if they're traumatic, or if you have some sort of mental health condition, like depression or anxiety, your brain, it automatically tends to go negative and it, and it highlights the negative stuff around you much more easily. And it tends to really get caught in that. And, and you're totally right. Someone who doesn't struggle uh, with those same sorts of things, it's not necessarily they're not thinking of the potential negatives that could happen, but they might be, like you're saying, balancing it out with, hey, what are the positives that could happen? And so hopefully coming to more of a kind of – realistic middle of, okay, so this could happen over here and that would really suck, but this could happen and it'd be really awesome and there's a lot of stuff in between and hopefully we lean toward the more positive end of things, uh, but totally. And I also, you know what I really like about these episodes too is like you were saying, it, it's not just hey, this one thing changes. Right. But this one thing changes and it changes all these other things and, and one of the other themes I, I feel like you see is that it's it's not all good. It's not all bad. It's just different. So like right. uh, T'Challa, okay, he fixes Thanos for goodness sake. But then Ego comes in at the end and he's like uh, hitting up his son who now isn't, you know, flying around space. And so that universe is still potentially screwed, right. but for an entirely different reason. And right. so I, I think it's also... Um, I, I like how they play things out because it's also just a reminder too that let's say that you did change something and you think you fit, like we plopped in T'Challa, you plop in the best person. Something's inevitably going to change. Nothing is always good and perfect. You know, like it's going to yeah. just be different.
1: Honestly, it that kind of goes into the, the Doctor Strange episode, right? Oh, yeah. Because yep. he actually was able to go back and play out all of these scenarios but it just so happened this was a moment in time that was out of his control yeah and he ended up destroying his world trying to be in control um and it was a really really interesting but very hard it was a heartbreaking episode it was because he was doing everything he could to um to keep his girlfriend alive he was doing everything yeah. he could to keep her alive and no matter what it was and it was so bad because it was like okay there was a, a wreck or there was food poisoning or there was a shooting or there was always something and it was like mm-hmm. okay the the point that i got from it before it even wrapped was there is no 100 way to keep yourself Safe, yeah, even yeah. or if,
0: the people you love safe,
1: right, because even in that example, it was like at one point he even had a scenario where they didn't even leave the bubble. they were like, you know what, yes,, yeah. not, not even go out, and it still did yeah. not work out, and i I think it was good because it's like there is a part of your life where it's like, okay, I do like I can maintain my circle of control, mm. but at a certain point. You cannot maintain that stuff that's outside of it, right? Yep. Like you have your circle of control, but that circle is where it stops. There are some things that are mm-hmm. outside of your control. You can't stop a hurricane. You can run yep. away from it, but you're not going to stop it. You're not going to stop that tornado. Yes. You're not going to stop a a a a hailstorm. There there are certain things that you can't stop you can't make your kid get a good grade on that test right like you want mm-hmm. them to you want them you you can do everything in your power you can, you can get them study lessons you can hire the best tutors but inevitably it's out of your control you can do as much yep. as you can but you know you can lead yes. a horse to water you cannot make them drink right
0: and so um, in psychology we talk about locus of control. And absolutely one of the things that people can really struggle with just in general is we want to have control. Like I was saying earlier, we want, we want things to be predictable and we want to be able to have control. And you see, like you said, with Dr. Strange, what happens when you try and have too much control and, and you try and control things that just aren't possible for for you to be able to, like you said, you can influence, but you can't force. Right. And so we can get stuck essentially wearing ourselves out, trying to force change with things that we don't have control over. Yeah. And um, a lot of the things with um, this show I thought was interesting. And I, I like to see things a lot of times as a balance between two different kinds of, of therapy. Um, or theoretical orientations, like one is cognitive behavioral therapy, and they tend to think, uh, focus on what are your thoughts, what are your behaviors, how can you change and adjust those? Essentially, how can you man- manipulate things so that you're thinking about things in a, a a better way, a more realistic way, and and how are you like going and and doing things in your life based on that? And then there's acceptance and commitment therapy, which focus on things like mindfulness, which we hit on every week, um, living based on your values, and essentially accepting that there are things you cannot control in life. So how do you find a way to, instead of fighting those things and using up your energy fighting it like Dr. Strange, how do you find a way to accept the things you don't love about life? Not saying that you are you feel great about it, but okay. These are what they are. Instead of trying to fight things you cannot change, you can then use that energy on the things you do have some sort of control over and use it to feed a life that you actually want to live. And so this balance of sometimes there's stuff to change and we should change it. Right. And then don't put all your energy trying to force something that's not going to change. Right. Try and put that energy into something that can actually be fed and grow into something positive
1: you know as a therapist i know that has to be hard sometimes especially when you get all of the information because my first thought is like when someone like for example if someone says hey i have anxiety and it's like okay what is it that triggers it oh well when i'm arguing with my spouse and they yell at me and throw something at me like it causes me anxiety and they're trying to get help for their anxiety when in reality Mm -hmm. They might be in a very abusive situation. I was gonna
0: say you should be anxious if something's getting thrown at you.
1: Right, right, and like I feel like that probably like that's something where I think we as people we 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 tend to find a way to blame ourselves before blaming Mm. someone before blaming someone else, and it's like it depends. Yeah,
0: it depends. But you're right. You're absolutely right. It does depend.
1: that's just, so, so, That's just me. It's just me.
0: Well, it's not just you. There are a number <laughs> of people that internalize. Yeah. So they they take on more control and responsibility that might be helpful. And there are some people that might externalize. And then they put that responsibility on others maybe more than is helpful. And usually it's a combination of the two. So right. it's not your fault if someone's throwing stuff at you and... Unfortunately, the odds are that we have people listening who are in relationships that might not be safe right and keeping in mind that anxiety is not always your brain making something up sometimes it is an understandable and and necessary response to a right. situation at hand right um but uh yeah the you know it 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 can be tricky because. Sometimes it's even hard to know when it, when is this a response that makes sense given the scenario um and how do I listen to it versus my brain is taking something and running away from running away with it and how do I yeah how do I make adjustment it can take some time to figure that out in therapy sometimes it's helping someone kind of work through that um yeah. because we also don't have all the answers we don't we're not watching everything that person Has going on in their lives. So, you know, we've got to be careful we don't make assumptions.
1: And I would like, I would think that, like, whenever you're in those situations like that, if you have a time, a chance to like retrospect and like take a look at that situation, I think it's a time where what if scenarios might be Mm -hmm. a good thing. Like, hey, oh, yeah. What if I wasn't with this person? Or what Mm -hmm. if I? wasn't around that angry dog like how would this have turned mm-hmm. out like is this an issue that is on me or could it potentially be that i'm in the wrong environment or i'm in yeah. the wrong situation oh, you're about right? to get
0: me on one of my soap boxes soapbox uh, or what gonna... put so on a cake one of the really there we go <laughs> yeah i have my box. cape on One of the really frustrating things for, I I think I can speak fairly confidently, uh, many of us who are mental health professionals right now is there's all this talk about a mental health crisis, at least in the United States, this huge mental health crisis that's happening. And in some respects, it's true in that there are high rates of uh, mental health symptoms and diagnoses and struggles that people are having. Uh, but it's also very frustrating because uh, a lot of this ain't mental health, folks. It's yeah. the environments. Yeah. And while that can increase the potential for these diagnoses to happen, um, you have to pay attention to that. Because sometimes there's brain chemistry going on. Uh, sometimes there's kind of learned Learned experiences and things, and you're you're wanting to help a person kind of readjust themselves and shift their brains. Um, But it's kind of like, um, okay, let's let's talk about a a potentially abusive relationship since that came up earlier. If someone is in an abusive relationship and they go around and they're jumping at every sound, they're looking all around them, um, and they're just seeming on edge wherever they go. Of course they are. And you right. y- you can't treat those symptoms very well if they're still in that environment where that's actually what needs to happen for them to stay safe.
2: Yeah.
0: Um and and it it's the body and mind's way of trying to adapt to the situation at hand. Yeah. And so unfortunately there's a lot of cultural and systemic things and environmental factors that are still a problem happening and so calling it a mental health crisis um having someone go to therapy is not going to fix the system right so yeah you got me on my my little soapbox there
1: yeah like you might not have a mental health issue you might just have a horrible boss (laughs) right
0: yeah you might have a horrible boss and a horrible system that doesn't care about you and yeah yeah it's tricky stuff but yeah, so so there is one more thing that I, I wanted to make sure we talked about with what if okay. um, the Watcher.
1: Oh, oh, wow. Oh, yes. The fly on the superpowered fly on the wall.
0: Superpowered fly on the wall. What? I love the Watcher. Um, there's this quote from him. Uh, I swore an oath. I cannot exert my will on the natural order of things. I cannot intervene. And I of go course, back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> of course he does end up inter- intervening uh, theoretically because the rules change because an entity can actually see him and then bridges the multiverses so i think that's the right. excuse for he the he came change, after him
1: he's like okay i now i have to but it's because this guy showed up in my world like i was
0: yeah like my, i said the balance between sometimes <laughs> yeah sometimes you have to accept things as they are and allow them to be and then other times it's time to act right and and yeah, so this is why I love The Watcher because I feel like uh he's that eternal struggle for mindfulness of how do you how do you watch these worlds unfold that inevitably he clearly cares about and yet right. no matter no matter if it's a bad thing happening, don't intervene. Or if it's a good thing happening, don't intervene and yep. just staying the observer. That's got to be so hard.
1: Right. It would yeah, it definitely it definitely is it kind of reminds me like going back to like just being a uh being a teacher like being mm. a a teacher and you know you 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 want all of your students to do well and sometimes yeah. you know they have to learn hard life lessons and if you don't give them that grade that they actually earned it's like
2: oh, i hate mm.
1: seeing you so upset i hate seeing you hurt but I have to, I have to, this, I have to do things right because otherwise yeah. you're never going to learn. Like it's the same thing when you have a child and you like, you, you have to watch them fail sometimes, right? Yeah. Because the other one that, that that's just going to learn because you can't, because if you intervene too much, you become a crutch and yeah. you, you become a hindrance. And so I understood when he's like, I can't intervene because there's because in his mind it's this idea of free will and yeah my my job is to watch this play out it kind of reminds me of like the idea of deism where it's like an all-powerful god that did Mm. create everything but he's like i'm not going to intervene i'm just going to watch because you have ultimate free will and i'm way up here and i have a great set of binoculars that's where it stops. and, and, <laughs> well, that's, and I, think, yeah. I
0: think you hit you hit on a good thing so the watcher when free will was essentially getting taken away or the ability for these multiverses to be what they were meant to be started getting taken away by another one which i guess you could argue but wasn't that meant to be if it happened i don't know you can you can spin yourself in circles here right
2: um, this is what is free will versus podcast. things that were
0: just gonna happen <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's a whole thing um But yeah, absolutely that. And once again, with therapy, very important too, especially um, the the more folks are struggling with the day-to-day, the more support they might need. And at the same time, what you said is key. One of the things we really have to be careful of is don't become a crutch when someone doesn't need it. So I always like to think of it as, so I broke my foot once. And I'd start with crutches, and then I had a walking boot, and then I had to wear a shoe for a month, and then I was fine. If I'd stayed on crutches forever,
1: would gotten even better.
0: though my foot was healing, I would have had a whole host of other problems. I wouldn't right. be able to use that leg anymore because my muscles would have atrophied. I would have super bulky, strong arms, but probably <laughs> a lot of chafing under the armpits. You know, like all these <laughs> other things would happen. So you're totally right. Um, but when you've got like the deity up above and then you have everybody in the universes, uh, it, it if you find out about that watcher up there, that would be pretty hard to swallow, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's <laughs> it's funny because he the, the I, one of the things I laugh at is the idea of a multiverse and how infinite they are. Like it, the Watcher, like how boring most of it must be. Like he's looking at a, he's looking at seventy five different multiverses, and the only difference is tonight I went to Taco Bell instead of McDonald's <laughs> or Wings Over Greenville or like or I went to. So the maybe maybe he's like, oh, pizza. thank
0: God, Ultron is trying to take over. Finally, right, something's right.
2: happening.
1: <laughs> that's for season two, right? That's for season two because yeah, it's like, but. But at the same time, like, that goes back to how you can't, like, when bad things happen, you can't try and focus on where things went wrong. All you can do is Mm -hmm. try your best to learn from whatever the situation is and move forward, right? Because you'll, you'll, you will really, really trap, trap yourself in a, in a a bad place, focusing on, like, trying to find these, this point where, everything changed right like um yeah. back to the future like biff tannen's 1985 like oh no he got the <laughs> this is where like that one was clear like it went wrong because yeah. he got the almanac and everything went horrible but at the same time even after he got that almanac i'm fairly certain there was something there were other decisions made that led to that yeah. horrible 1985 right oh, like yeah. there were yeah, other yeah just there,
0: having a bunch of money doesn't create all you know like
1: someone neglected like <laughs> right like he got so much money that just garbage is in the street like no no i'm not buying it the school burnt down and no one rebuilt it like what <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense like,
2: what are we talking
1: about right now and, and that's an exaggeration but at the same time it's it's really important not to focus on those points because it puts you in a situation of, of helplessness. Like, well, I can't move forward because back I I broke my arm back then and it ruined my baseball mm-hmm. career. And now I don't do anything. And it's like, no, you should do something. Like there's, there's but it other, it can be op- really hard. It can People be. get stuck. It, it's, I've been it, stuck. It, Absolutely. It's yep. brutal.
0: It's brutal. And, and, you know, I, I'm highly highlighting this not because I don't think you know. I know that you know, and I right. think it's just you know a reminder. This is not a saying like "tis tis Some people absolutely out there not, are and I'm stuck. sorry if it it's came more off of a, that way. <laughs> you know,
2: yeah,
0: that's obviously not what you meant. But <laughs> once again, we pull for that negative when we're in a bad space. So just to reiterate, so it's perfectly clear, it's hard. You you can absolutely get stuck, but hope there are actually some like pretty poignant messages in, in what if who knew
1: right <laughs> there are and don't
0: become Doctor Strange
1: yes don't become Doctor Strange and um, and there's also nothing wrong with having a having a backup plan uh, yeah. the, right yeah. because i mean, to watch it like the entire time like he was like okay I don't know what to do actually I'm gonna bring them all together all of these there alternate you know. universes and even but even Doctor Strange who wrecked his world and his reality mm, in point. the end he still had a very important role to play and he had That's
0: a very great a, point.
1: a very a, a very important purpose where things would have been even worse Yep. without him even though all of that yes. horrible stuff happened,
2: right? So
0: let me rephrase what I said. Some people might end up Fallen, fallen into it, real deep, and right. turn it, become the Doctor Strange. And if that's you, there is still a path forward. There's still if you a feel path like, forward. No, nah, I'm I'm Doctor Strange. It's it's too late. It's not too late. Yeah. Even he, like you said, even he had a path, path forward with with the Watcher. That's a great point. I
1: loved it. I love I, that. Like I, I did love that they brought that around, and it was like, yeah. hey, look, you're you're. You you're still a good guy. Like you you yeah. are. Like and it I it But
0: then also yeah. the watcher brought in Killmonger and I was like, that I don't, seems like d- a mistake.
1: That was excessive. I'm like, you watch <laughs> all of that. Like why? Like you saw all of his manipulation. But like, Doctor
0: you... Strange was not a mistake. Killmonger. Eh. That one
1: yeah, that one was bad. That one was really bad. I was like, um,
0: I don't know if
1: you needed him for this team, but at the same time, wasn't there like a point though? Like, wasn't it something like if he hadn't brought on Killmonger, like something else? I feel like there's something there. There's oh, something there. Was... Like there was some kind yeah. of purpose for
0: okay. even that, for that him sounds being like... there. All right, All right. All right. Yeah, All right. I
1: can't remember, <laughs> but I feel like there was something I'm missing. Y'all listening, let us know. Like, there, yeah. <laughs> Blow us up on YouTube or something. Uh, but yeah, it was, yeah. What If is really good. And it really, really makes you think. I'm really excited about the second season. I think the second season, the first episode is like, "What if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper?" Like, I guess it's a reality where the Hydra Stomper is a villain. So, oh. yeah. But right, um, I guess is that uh, do we have a mindful nerd moment to wrap this season?
0: Yeah, we do. I I was actually when it came to "What if?" I was like, okay, mindful nerd moment. Oh, duh. The Watcher. You literally have someone trying to practice mindfulness all of the time. Oh,
1: wow. That's a good point. Yes. What he does. So
0: he is the epitome of the observer of things. So uh, I actually think this is a really cool character for, because sometimes it's helpful to kind of think of an example of how to do mindfulness. Yes. So you're looking, you're a scientist, and you're looking at yourself through the microscope, or um, you know, your life is, your experiences and things happening for you is like it's on the stage, and you're part of the audience, you know, a way to try and help someone get the sense of, let me create kind of a step back, and I'm observing these experiences, and just like the watcher, so There are things that are happening that he's probably not thrilled about. There are things that are happening he's probably very thrilled about and a lot of things that are boring, like Taco Bell differences Mm -hmm. Uh, and trying to allow for all of that to be and, you know, notice your reactions to it, but don't change it. Allow it, accept it, be willing to have all of these different experiences and things happening once again so you're not, you know, wasting energy um unnecessarily. So, we're going to be the watcher. Okay. So, um sit comfortably wherever you are and if you're comfortable with it and it's safe of course, uh close your eyes. Otherwise, you can just um you know, not focus on anything in particular in the room. Soften your gaze. And as we usually do, just focusing in on your breath, noticing what it's like to breathe in and out, using this to to help you focus in for this mindful nerd moment. And when you're ready, I want you to imagine that you are the watcher. Here you are with an infinite number of multiverses that are happening around you. And I want you to practice focusing in on different multiverses and just different moments happening there. And I want you to purposefully allow yourself to see a variety of different things. Things that might not bother you at all and other things that you might be tempted to change, but you're not going to. You're going to stay the watcher.
2: Maybe you notice Captain Carter getting the serum. Maybe you notice Tony Stark dying. Maybe you notice zombies taking over the world. Maybe you notice T'Challa talking to Thanos and creating peace. And let your mind wander to a few other what ifs, maybe from the show or maybe
0: something you're just curious about. Imagine what that might look like. And, um, and remember, you are the watcher. Take a moment to just notice that scene without changing it, without trying to shape it in any way, just
2: observing it from beyond the multiverse. And when you're ready, we're going to shift away from the watcher, but
0: I want you to take one more opportunity to observe and allow yourself to essentially flip through the different multiverses, seeing
2: snapshots of different characters, some of them happy, some of them sad, some of them angry, some of them scared. I want you to see growth, destruction, and flipping through all of them once again, as the watcher, the observer, not
0: changing them, but noticing and appreciating each moment as
2: important and necessary for the infinite multiverses. When you're ready, Take a few deep breaths as the watcher, and shift to taking a few deep breaths as you. We're going to move away
0: from the multiverses and back to where you are seated in this moment. And when you're ready, open your eyes, and we will wrap up the podcast. So I recognize this might be one that your imagination could have run far, far away from you um
2: (laughs) (laughs) but how was it (laughs) you don't know me
1: you don't know me at all (laughs) don't tell me what to do uh it was it was good my mind did my mind did run away because but well but at the same time like whenever my mind runs away, it's still relaxing. Like whatever, like if I'm Mm. in a stressful situation, like temporarily thinking about a million other things, it can be (laughs) it can be nice. Like the watcher, like my first thought was okay, like he's watching all of the multiverses. Wow. Mm -hmm. How does he pick one? Like how does he know? Like does he is there an asterisk mark an asterisk, uh like an asterisk mark that says, hey, this is the change like this is the change for this one like and like i would just sit around thinking like what if what if i got a pretzel instead of a hot dog where would my mm-hmm. life be right like it's like i got yep. like i wouldn't even know what uh what multiverse to look at but it was it was uh it, i think it's a fun scenario just the i the, the idea of all of the what ifs but yeah mm-hmm. it's it's definitely next ra- to a rabbit hole
2: yep
0: well and thinking of it the opposite direction too let's say you start going down that rabbit hole with your own life you know we were talking about what happens if you start down the doctor strange path trying to remember the watcher and okay well let me try and instead of being me in my multiverse let me try and shift into being the watcher observing what's happening to me right? right so Using this as kind of an analogy to help say, okay, how do I how do I step back a little bit, create a little space? Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, the purpose of mindfulness is to approach things with interest. Granted, you know, some distraction happens at times, and that's okay. Right. Um, But it is about trying to be interested and not just in the good things or the you know. creative or interesting things but also you know the things you might see as bad or we don't want to happen right the watcher watches those things too sure
1: thanks for nerding out with us
0: i'm clinical psychologist dr amelia brown find me on social media at crafting the mind
1: and i'm comic enthusiast and professional nerd keaton hopkins check out my tv and movie reviews on youtube at team jbs Check out our website at bat-therapy.com, our Bat Therapy YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. See you next week.
2: Same bat time, same bat channel.